It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. And you can even call into the show, 405-362-7128. Leave a voicemail over there with a question, comment, take anything that you want me to talk about on the show. We'll play it on the show and talk about it on the show. On today's show, sponsored by Built Bar, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals, and we're going to continue my NBA Draft Big Board. Still no word on who Sam Presti will hire as the next head coach of your Oklahoma City Thunder. As we wait out that news, we'll continue to talk about the NBA Draft. Uh, The biggest news that happened over the weekend was that China allowed the NBA games back on television. And that started on Friday with Game 5, continues tonight with Game 6. And if something crazy happened in Game 6 of the NBA Finals, go check out Locked On Heat, check out Locked On NBA, check on Locked On Lakers, because I'm recording this before Game 6 as we get ready to watch it here in a couple of hours. So I just want to let that know on the front end. If something amazing happened, you're wondering why I'm not freaking out, it's because I've not seen it yet, so we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, and continue the, to continue the draft coverage tomorrow as well. But uh, China has allowed the games back on television. Does this matter? I think it does. I think it'll help TV ratings. I think it'll help the NBA financial structure, the salary cap, things like that. I mean, there's a reason why after Daryl Morey's comments and after these games were wiped away from China television a year ago that the NBA business side of things started freaking out and started saying how much it would cost them and started uh, – kind of trying to project a loss of income for the NBA. Obviously, getting that income back from China helps. Obviously, it'll only be you know, two more games at most this season. But going forward for next year and the next season, it's good that they have somehow mended those bridges. Um, if you didn't know, the reason they were wiped out from China was, of course, due to Rockets GM Daryl Morey and his comments about the way the government over there has been doing business. And you can look up those comments on your own time, but I do want to dive into the NBA Finals that I've seen to this point, which of course is Game 5, where the Heat just had a special performance. I mean, I truly thought after Game 1 that the Finals were over. I mean, Bam was hurt, Dragic was hurt, and even if they came back, then what would it be for, really? Because what can they do if they're truly hurt And in Game 5, you saw Jimmy Butler just put on a display. 35 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, 11 for 19 from the field. He was incredible, Jimmy Butler was. I mean, 
we are watching right now one of the best NBA final series of all time, and it's coming from Jimmy Butler. And he's a misunderstood player, and I think that it's something that Oklahoma City fans can relate to with you know watching Russell Westbrook his entire career. He's a misunderstood player. I don't believe he was truly an issue in those locker rooms, and you see the way Philly specifically really wanted him back. I think that he just didn't have the right fit around him. He's a different player. You've got to find pieces that fit around him, but that's the case for any star. And he gets the most out of the players around him. And Jimmy Butler has elevated his stock in the, in this bubble. We, we do stock watch every Friday. And you know we've had some amazing outbursts in the bubble. Lou Dort was a, a major talking point in round one. Lou Dort stole the show for a week. Uh, just people realizing what we've realized all year long was how great his defense was. People realized that in the national stage. Lou Dort was incredible. Jamal Murray had a phenomenal run in the postseason. Jamal Murray elevated his stock, as did Tyler Hero, as did a lot of players, Donovan Mitchell. But to me, nobody saw their career do a do a 180 inside this bubble. No one did more for their career inside this bubble than Jimmy Butler. He showed he can be the guy. Look, is this Heat team better than the Lakers? Are they going to win the finals? It depends what happens tonight in a couple of hours, because if he force game seven, anything can happen. But the odds say no. The odds say that the Lakers will win one of these next two games that are going to start in a couple of hours. But that still doesn't mean he's not good enough to be your number one. We're seeing right now Jimmy Butler has all of the tools. He has the defense. He can go get you buckets. But he can also facilitate Jimmy Butler's offensive game reminds me of Shea and what Shea can hope to progress into. Because Jimmy Butler can have games in which he is getting you those buckets and putting the points on the board and being your driving force offensively and being your leading scorer and being your entire offense. He can also take a step back, not worry about the points category, and make the right pass. Facilitate the basketball. Find the hot hand. Not worry about who's going to get the points, who's going to get the credit, who's going to get any of that. That reminds me a lot of Shea's offensive game. So Jimmy Butler, to me, has done an incredible job, this bubble, of re-imaging himself might not be the right word, but I do think that people have gone from misunderstanding him to realizing, okay, he was not the problem in Minnesota. The problem in Minnesota was Wiggins and, and Towns and, and the culture in Minnesota. He was not the problem in Chicago. He was not the problem in Philadelphia. He was never the problem. He simply had a different mindset that, than the people around him. And now you see this Heat team buy into the way that, that, that he plays basketball. And look, there was plenty of people, including myself, that didn't think this Heat team this year would be, would be anything. And I know that they had a, a different path to the finals because of the bubble. But I thought this team, preseason-wise, and I know that was a long time ago, it was over a year ago, I thought in the preseason this team, this Heat team, was a first, second-round story. And then they go into 2021 free agency, and they try to get that big fish like Pat Riley always, always wants to do, and then they make their run. But Jimmy Butler has accelerated that timeline. And that's what's so special about this Heat team is because they can still go at without trading anyone. They have the potential to sign a big fish in the 2021 free agency market while keeping Bam, 
while keeping Hero, while keeping Duncan Robinson, while keeping Jimmy Butler, of course, while having this core in place. And I did want to touch on LeBron James as well, because after Game 5, of course the LeBron haters came out, even though he went for 40 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists on 15 of 21 shooting, which was insane to me. How you can look at that game from LeBron and say it was anything other than spectacular and special and something to be appreciated is beyond me. And it really shows you who cares about basketball and who cares about narratives. Who cares about basketball and the sport we're watching and the sport we're supposed to be enjoying and who cares about fitting their narrative and fitting their agenda and wanting them to be right. You can say whatever you want about LeBron's past. That was a great game and the decision to pass the ball and give it to Danny Green, who's wide open for that shot, was the right basketball play by every definition. You cannot look at that play from LeBron James and say it was the wrong move. And I'll tell you what frustrates me the the most about all of this is that if LeBron shoots that contested shot, right, if he doesn't pass Danny Green and he shows you his mentality and he shoots over guys and he misses, he's still getting criticized. You're simply playing the result of the Danny Green shot. Not what led, what led up to that. Look, if Danny Green hits that shot, he becomes Steve Kerr and LeBron is Jordan. I must have I must have watched alternate footage of what happened in the last dance whenever Michael Jordan passes up a game when he shot the Steve Kerr. These guys make the right basketball decision. And sometimes the right basketball decision is not them shooting the ball over three defenders. To get on LeBron James was just insane to me. And the media did it over and over again that night. And what was worse is people like Jay Williams who have played the game and they understand. Now, of course, Jay Williams was never LeBron James and never understands what it is to be LeBron or what it is to be Michael Jordan. But he understands basketball and he knows that that was the right decision to make. So you cannot feed into this Skip Bayless bullcrap of of LeBron being being weak or LeBron not living up to the moment. The one time he did that in his entire career was against J.J. Perea. That was the one time in his entire career you can say he did not live up to the moment, that you can try to fit that narrative around him. It was against J.J. Perea and the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. That was it. Passing it to Danny Green was not one of those moments. LeBron James is not afraid of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse in the bubble. He was not afraid of the bright lights of Orlando with no fans around him. He made the right decision. Danny Green couldn't follow through. And that's the end of the story. You don't need to pile on Danny Green. You don't need to pile on LeBron. They both made the right decision. LeBron should have passed that. Danny Green should have shot that. The shot didn't go in. If the shot goes in, we're talking about that play totally differently. But it should all come back to that was a good basketball play. Just like it's a good decision for LeBron to pass it to Danny Green, it is a good decision to go to Roman.com to talk about your erectile dysfunction. It can be awkward or embarrassing to talk about erectile dysfunction. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, but Roman is here to get you the advice you want, the help you need with no shame. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find you the best treatment plan, If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medication for a free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Get started with GetRoman.com slash locked on and complete 
your online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete your online survey today and connect with your doctors to talk and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash on to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment and a free online visit with free two-day shipping. Get, go to GetRoman.com slash on for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. So I want to continue talking about my NBA draft big board. If you missed the first 10 names on that big board, go back to last week and listen to those episodes to get caught up. We're on number 11 now, and at number 11 coming in, I have Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is someone on my first big board at this time last year, which is crazy to me that we still have not had the draft, even though I was doing big boards for this draft class last year at this time. But Cole Anthony was my number two prospect last year. Now, sitting here today, he's number 11. He did not have the offseason, I mean, excuse me, he did not have the college season he wanted to. He dealt with a ton of injuries. He dealt with the fact that, look, he just didn't have the talent around him in North Carolina he thought he was going to have. His teammates were not that good. For, for being North Carolina, his teammates were not that good. He, of course, got hurt. But Cole Anthony still has that talent. And maybe that I'm doing the same thing I do with James Wiseman. Maybe I'm overrating him just because of the talent he had in high school. And we couldn't have all been wrong on Cole Anthony, right? I mean, we couldn't have all been wrong on that talent level because he is a, a freaky athlete. He tries hard. He hustles. He has that that grit about him, but can match it with with athleticism and shooting. He is almost the perfect player, really. He's 6'3", 6'4", wingspan, 190 for the weight. North Carolina freshman, 20 years old now. He can shoot the lights out of the gym. He can handle the ball extremely well. He can pass a little bit. I do worry about the way that he sets up teammates. I worry about how his pass will go in the NBA level. He makes lazy passes, in my opinion, at times that I think at the NBA level would easily get picked off. I don't think he can make those bounce passes at the NBA level. I don't think he can make those those cross-court passes at the NBA level. He just does not have that talent, that playmaking talent about him. He can finish at the rim. He can get to the rim with his, with his ball handling and his quickness. I love all that. I love the shooting. I do worry, though, about the passing. And... If a point guard can't pass, that's obviously not a recipe for success. And at 6'3", I don't know where else you would put him besides that point guard. But he does have the shooting to play off-ball. He has the shooting to play as an off-ball catch-and-shoot guy, to me. I wonder, and here's another thing about Wiseman that we talked we talked about, is, is what, what these red flags mean, right? Because to me, there's a big red flag about Cole Anthony and his shot selection. He was jacking up shots in North Carolina. He, he, at times, would try to force things and would kind of take it upon himself to be the Tar Heels' leading scorer in the Tar Heels' offense. 
How much of that was because he didn't trust his teammates around him and didn't view them as talented players, and he put pressure on himself, and he wanted to be the reason they dug themselves out of that hole because he felt like he was their only option? How much of it was the talent around him, and how much of it was him just not understanding the situation, him just not understanding that he can't just jack up shots the whole time? Can that shot selection be fixed simply by playing around more talented players? Can he understand not to take the three every single time whenever there's a, an open swing pass to make? Once you give him players around him, which is, it's crazy we're talking like that about someone from North Carolina, but it's true. I mean, how much of that was just become just because he didn't feel comfortable with the teammates around him? But I love his speed. I love his ability as a defender. I love his ability as a shooter. And I love his ball handling and quickness, athleticism, hustle, everything. I, I love everything about Cole Anthony besides his ability to pass and besides his ability to you know, kind of have the awareness of when to take a shot and when not to. But I think that that one is easily explainable. The, the biggest thing is he's not very versatile. So if you go small and you want to switch everything, can you really switch Cole Anthony, a 6'3 guy that, that, that weighs 190, can you switch him on to a NBA combo guard or an NBA wing? I don't think so. So even though he's a good defender against point guards, can he get picked on? Can you can you find and exploit him defensively in the NBA? But all in all, I still really like Cole Anthony. I have him at number 11, but at one time he was at my number two uh, a spot on my, on my big board. So I really like Cole Anthony a lot out of North Carolina. And so at number 12, I have RJ Hampton, another guy who at this time last year, I was extremely high on before they had a disappointing season. And RJ Hampton went over to New Zealand, suffered an injury of sorts that kind of derailed his already bad season even further. And the big question around RJ Hampton, he's a 6'7 guard who, who of course is versatile and of course has the size and, and, and the typical guard. I guess now tall guards are more the typical guards that you look for as you transition into this new age of basketball where you want someone who can be versatile. He can do that. The big question around him, was and is his jump shot. He spent a lot of time with Mike Miller, who has also spent time with Darius Paisley, and according to Archie Hampton, he has overhauled his jump shot. And Mike Miller put out videos of this new jump shot. It looks really good. You have to admit, his jump shot looks really, really, really good. The question is, can he duplicate that jump shot? Can he, can he be consistent with that jump shot when the bright lights are on? When you have Kawhi Leonard closing down on you. When you have an all-NBA defensive player closing out on your shot, do you go back to your old habits? Can this translate to a game? We have to see this new shot in a game action. Look, will this work at the NBA level, his, his new jump shot? It looks really good. I think it will. And he detailed to us whenever he was with us during the media interviews that you know, what all went through that process and what all Mike Miller taught him and and the, the importance of, of hand positioning and the elbow and things like that, that was all great. You have to see it at the NBA level. You have to see it in a real game. Sadly for Archie Hampton, he does not get that opportunity to show people this jump shot in a game action because of COVID, because of everything else going on right now. He will slip, in my opinion, down draft boards. He will slip in the draft, and he's going to be someone who I view as a steal at the NBA draft because there's just so much to like about him. He has that change of speed. He has the change of direction. He has that that extra gear where he can lull you to sleep and then just blow by you. 
I love that about him. He is a freaky athlete. He is a great playmaker. He is just good. And it sounds crazy, but he's just good. He does everything right with some elite possibilities. Now, now I don't think there's anything elite right now. Like, I wouldn't put anything that he does on the court at an elite level right now. I'd also wouldn't put anything besides that, that jump shot at a below average level right now. So he's just a good player right now with potential as a 19-year-old to improve on that. I could see a path for him to be an elite playmaker. I could see a path for him to be an elite ball handler. I could see a path for him with his with his frame to be a above-average defender. And you start putting all that into a pot, that's a witch's brew of, of a damn good basketball player for someone who's going to be drafted 13, 14, even you know, high 20s. Uh, who knows where he's going to land. I think RJ Hampton is a pretty good bet. And you even take him off the ball, that athleticism he has to, with that speed and with that burst, to cut to the rim, to roll to the rim, to have action going to the rim, that's going to be awesome as well. RJ Hampton can do a lot of different things, and he's very versatile. And he reminds me a bit of Darius Baisley in the sense of his rookie year, it's not going to be flashy. It's not going to be something that captivates the casual fan. It's not going to be something that, 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 that really draws attention nationally. But late in his rookie year, you're going to start seeing, seeing the upside. You're going to start seeing the potential. Just as we did with Baisley. Late in the year, building block Baisley. Could he be an elite playmaker? Could he be an elite shooter? What can Baisley turn into? You're more excited now, today, about Darius Baisley than you were in December. And I think that RJ Hampton might take a whole year to get you excited, but eventually would get you extremely excited, RJ Hampton would. Because he's just going to show it on the floor. Especially if he gets that jump shot down. If RJ Hampton's new jump shot is true, and what I mean by that is we, we've seen it. We know that he's actually worked on a new jump shot. We know he actually has a new jump shot. If it's a reliable jump shot, if he can make that go down 20% of the time, then talent-wise, he might be in the top 10. He might be in the, in the top five of players in this draft. But he's one of the safest picks in this draft, I think. I think at worst, he's a good player. At worst, he is a, a role player in this league for a long, long time. That's the worst case scenario for, for RJ Hampton to me, is a role player in this league for a long, long, long time. The best case scenario... Two-time All-Star, nice little player, respected player. That's the that's the very best case scenario. So not too terribly high of a ceiling, but not a low floor whatsoever. So I really like RJ Hampton, and I, and I love him even more before the Australia season with the Breakers, or excuse me, New Zealand uh, season with the Breakers. So I'm I'm incredibly fascinated by RJ Hampton and. I am also fascinated by Built Bar because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. They have six new amazing flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, 
lemon orange cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You're going to want to get your hands on those Built Bars today. Built Bars are soft and easy to chew with 100% chocolate on the outside. They are great for losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Once again, you're going to want to go to BuiltBar.com. You're going to want to use promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your next order. That is promo code locked on at billboard.com for $20 off your next order because they're great for pre-workout, they're great for post-workout, and they're even great as a meal replacement. Get yourself the only protein bar on the market that tastes just like a candy bar. No chalky feeling, no bad aftertaste. You're going to want to get your hands on these built bars. Billboard.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. So tomorrow's show will be a very special one as we will talk to Nick Ingstead of Locked On Mavericks as we dive into a possible trade partner for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Talking Steven Adams, talking Chris Paul, talking Dennis Schroeder, talking maybe Gallinari. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll talk some Thunder. We'll talk some Mavericks. and It'll be a good time. Wednesday, we'll continue the NBA Draft Big Board as we take a little bit of a break on Tuesday. We'll recap the NBA Finals because at that time, on Wednesday, they'll for sure be over. We'll give a big-picture recap of the NBA Finals and the NBA season. And then Thursday, uh, we'll finish up the Big Board, of course, if there's still some left to be done. And then we'll dive into this offseason and kind of just kind of try to map out what this offseason will look like. What are the landmarks in this offseason? Because they're not as clear as they used to be. I mean, there's no specific date. Even the NBA draft, which is slated for November 18th, is not set in stone, but I feel pretty confident that'll actually be the day of the draft. Now, when are the trades going to happen? When are the hirings going to happen? When is everything going to happen? That's still to be determined, and we'll try to we'll try to navigate that later on this week, and we'll close the week out with my first mock draft. All that coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. So thank you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. It's the only podcast that happens every single day about your Oklahoma City Thunder. And leave a five-star iTunes review. If you have a question inside that review, we'll read the review on the show. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. Listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.